Hello, everybody. This is episode 17, Balance Sheet Liability. This is Value Investor TV podcast, podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Beko and my partner, Hari. All right, episode 17, guys, Balance Sheet Liability. In the previous episode, we talked about balance sheet assets. All right, assets, again, balance sheet, kind of going back to our previous episode, balance sheet broken down into two largely, largely two different segments. First is the asset part. The other side is liability and, and equity. So we talked about the fir- first part in the previous episode. This part, we're going to talk about the other side, which is liability and equity. Yep. Okay, why don't we just dive right into this in this episode? So, okay, so after asset, we come to liability. Yep. So give me the breakdown of liability, just like we did in the asset part, please. Sorry. So it... it- it follows the same convention, right? Is how quickly is that liability have to be paid? So current liabilities versus long-term liabilities. Current are less than one year; they have to be paid out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in long-term liabilities, it's greater than one year. So it may be thirteen months, it may be thirteen years, yep. but it's it it is still greater than one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you start looking at it, it is. It mirrors, you know, it has very similar concepts to what you would see in the assets. So um, just like a company can get, um, uh, you know, has an asset for um, accounts receivable, which essentially tells you I'm being, I have to get paid uh, because I've sold my customer a good. I'm going to get money back in the next 30, 60 or 90 days. You also have accounts payable, which is 30, 60, 90 days, however much the company decides, you know, their suppliers will ship them an item and they have to pay for that item in the, in that time frame. Yep. Uh, and so in the case of, um, you know, things that are purchased on this like short term credit, you know, and typically when these offer these short term credit deals, they're not charging interest or anything like that. This is just to help the, you yeah. know, the, you know, supply chain, you know, move faster yeah. is they ship the goods and then they just send them a, 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 a PO to, to, you know, to get purchased. Um, <clears throat> where this becomes a problem is, is that your creditor may not, um, you know, the, the person making the, you know, supplying you these items may not feel comfortable with the safety of your, your balance sheet. And so what they may say is we're going to sell it to you, but you have to pay us up front because we don't want to get a bunch of items that we ship to you and then we never get paid for. So think about right now, Sears is, uh, in active talks about bankruptcy. Bankruptcy, yeah. Uh, for the last you know six months or a year, their suppliers haven't wanted to give them any items um, on credit because they were worried about actually getting paid for it. So, you know that's that's what accounts payable is, and it 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 falls into this uh, this category of um, you know things that I have to pay for the items that I have purchased. So they are due fast, you know, sooner. Then some of the, you know, as we, then we go down the line here. So one of those is accrued, exp- the next one, accrued expenses. Um, so think about accrued expenses are things like uh, wages that you owe your employees. So you don't pay your employees every day. I mean, some businesses do, but most businesses don't. They pay, pay uh, 14 days, 28 days, you know, depending on, you know, uh, what the what the business is or how they've set it up. Um, you know, they may also have, uh, expenses that they have to pay for, um, you know, that, you know, in, you know, like rent or, um, so they accumulate this, you know, and they pay rent every 30 days. Um, the, 
you know, um, and so that, you know, those are things that, uh, you know, uh, fall under this accrued expenses uh, category. Um, so, you know, there's not a whole lot to really look into this. I mean, as a whole, current li assets, current liabilities, uh, we'll, you know, we'll talk about that, you know, together uh, here in a little bit. Um, so what I what I think about from, you know, these, you know, these two categories is accounts payable is something that, um, you know, if a, a successful business who has control over their suppliers may be able to bring better concessions, you know, on, on this. So think about Costco. Um, they may not, you know, they say we're enormous. We can sell all of these goods whenever, you know, you know, quickly. So they, they may get credit for 30, you know, for 90 days. So they may actually get the item shipped to them, sell the item before they even have to pay for it. And so they don't have to actually, you know, spend any money to hold inventory in their stores. Um, you know, that's a huge advantage from a cash flow perspective. Uh, and that's something as a value investor you should learn to appreciate because that means that they're able to do more with less money uh, than a than, than a competitor. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so moving down uh, the balance sheet, yep. you know, to uh, is current portions of long-term debt. So think about it, uh, you know, when we talked about debt and equity, we, you know, borrowed money from our, um, from the bank. And they said, you know, they gave us, hundred dollars and they said you know you have to pay a five percent interest rate so the current portion of the long-term debt is what is due this year uh, for that long-term thing that we took out a 10-year loan uh, or a five-year loan and every year we have to pay 15 or 20 or 25 percent whatever the however the math works out for that and that is what appears on this in this section in the balance sheet um, it is the uh, specifically the principal that is due this yep. year, um, yep. not not necessarily the interest. <clears throat> interest actually falls into the uh, category above uh, as accrued expenses. Um, so just just be aware that you know they may s those separate those things out. Moving down, you want to talk about the yeah the, and the last six? the last <clears throat> one is income taxes payable. So uh, still we're still in the current liability section. So you know businesses have to pay income tax every year, mm -hmm. assuming they make money. Uh, and sometimes they have to pay taxes for other things like payroll taxes and uh, other non-income based taxes. So uh, those all fall under this. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, they may be uh, accumulating all of that, you know, just like you would with your property taxes. You may pay it once a year, but you have a liability that you have accumulated over time. Right. So, <clears throat> again, going back to the the overall structure of the liability side of this, uh, just like the asset, it's broken down into short-term, or what we call current liability, and then long-term uh, long liability. Current liability is what just Hari bullet-pointed, uh, account receivable, accrued expenses, current portion of the long-term debt, income tax payable. All these things are current liability due within one year. Okay, so let's move on to the long-term liability. These are due not within one year, we don't know when, but not within one year. Yeah. It's a large bucket for that. So, Hari, take it away. Yeah. So, the important thing to understand here is that this is something that the company owes, you know, as we, you know, we talked about assets and are what you own and liabilities are what you owe. Because these are things that aren't necessarily um, within the next year, um, you know, there is a portion of them that appear on the current liabilities depending on, you know, what it is. So the long-term debt 
is debt that we borrowed, you know, when we founded the company uh, or debt that we, you know, took on for growth or, you know, paying expenses and so forth. That debt has to be paid within a, a time period that's spe- specified by, you know, the, the debtor. So mm-hmm. that that's the bank or in some cases we issue corporate bonds. So that debt is the principal that needs to be paid back. Mm-hmm. So um, if we borrowed $100, that $100 shows up here. Uh, and then we pay, make interest payments on that $100. And then we reduce the long-term debt as we pay off the principal on the uh, thing. Um, and then for this is another thing that falls under the long-term lease, a long-term debt uh, or long-term liability category is capital lease obligation. So um, interestingly, if you're a if you're like a retail store, you know, you may sil- sign a capital lease, which is, you know, a multi-year lease on this property. And that lease is an obligation that you you have to pay yearly. Um, and typically the way that works is the, that capital lease obligations, if you go into bankruptcy, um, the rent is one of the highest, you know, priority payments. So you sign a contract, you are you will have to pay the renter first, before you pay off some of your bondholders and debt uh, holders, really, um, and so I rent is that. is kind of an important one to understand, wow. um, which also makes it more valuable to real estate investment uh, companies because hmm. uh, they get paid first in the event of uh, liquid liquidity wow. problem. Now, the other thing about it is long term debt. Typically, you have to pay it all off. I mean, you can renegotiate it, pay a price, and then take a longer term or something like that change the terms capital lease obligations don't necessarily require you to make the five-year or 10-year commitment um if a uh the good example of this is retail stores will be in a mall or something like that and then if the mall traffic or mall you know uh doesn't meet certain criteria the retailer may have the op- uh, ability to get out of the lease hmm. uh and so they may have to record the entire uh, obligation on their portfolio, but they may not necessarily have to put it. Um, it may not actually be a f- the full amount that they have to pay. Right. So you know, just be mindful of that because when you look at the footnotes, which we haven't talked about a lot yet, but the footnotes kind of tell you how long, how much, you know, what is the the accumulated you know debt for each one of these uh, loans that they've taken out. How long do they have to pay them off, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of stuff. And in that is. The, uh, the the capital lease obligations they will tell you, you know we have so many lease leases that are due in two years, three years, four years. Uh, many of our leases we are able to get out of if you know we don't meet you know the mall or whoever is renting to us doesn't have enough traffic to that location. Yeah. So important uh, thing to understand is it's not a full. It's not necessarily that they have to pay the full amount for those yeah. things. It's not locked in. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, that's a, that's a long-term liability that Hari just talked about there. Yep. Uh, long-term debt, uh, capital lease obligations. You'll see it when you crack open one of these uh, balance sheets of publicly traded companies. You'll see the long-term liability section. Yeah. One other one here that is worth noting, and it's this is usually applies to older companies that have a longer history, is pension liabilities. Oh, yeah. So pension liabilities are something that actually fall below, um, uh, in many cases, they fall below um, the rent uh, part of this. Um, but I'm not entirely sure where, it depends on the structure 
uh, whether they are they go ahead of the bondholders or below the bondholders. It's I'm, really up there. Yeah, but they are pretty fi- high up there also yeah. in terms of who gets paid first. Yeah. But pension liabilities are something that, you know, uh, a lot of companies have a long-term liability there that is not necessarily something that they, you know, depending on, you know, you may offer somebody a pension of, you know, half of their salary for the remainder of their life, which is a fantastic pension. But if they die, then you don't have to necessarily pay that out. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, there's different accounting measurements for that. And they that's beyond the scope of this talk. Yeah. But just be aware that, you know, older companies may have made some really, you know, crazy promises to their employees yeah. in the 70s and 80s and 90s. And then they have these, they're carrying these pension liabilities for a long period of time uh, that, you know, they may have to pay out. And that, that can... Uh, uh, you know, that can uh, yeah. hurt their business uh, over the long period of time. And, you know, the, the running joke was, uh, um, you know, that GM was a pension company that made cars, you know. So um, and that that was that was a real problem. You know, before 2008, they had a, enormous liabilities related to their pension. Yeah. They went declared bankruptcy and they kind of had to restructure a lot, all of that stuff. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. I mean, similar things going on right now with GE, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. So that is that is liability there. Um, just to kind of wrap it up here. So liability, like we said, broke down into current liability, long-term liability. So as we mentioned in the er- in the earlier part of this episode, assets is what we talked about earlier. This part we talked about liability. So w- what happens if you subtract uh, liability from assets? This is what we actually own. Right. Right. So that's called what, equity. Yeah. What the shareholders own. What the sh- shareholders equity own. Yeah. Uh, actually own. So tell us about that and that will be, that will wrap it up uh, in this episode. Yeah. So the equity is a really important concept because, you know, when you, when you look at the assets and the liabilities and you take away that component on a business that is an ongoing concern, that is, is not, you know, being liquidated, Right. Um, you know, and the shutting down everything and then just selling off the assets, paying off their creditors. The difference is the assets, ha- you know, have this value. The liabilities have this value. You, what does the shareholder actually own, right? And there's there's two ways of measuring this. One is assets minus liabilities. And there's another way of measuring this that is actually related to um, how the company um, was initially funded. So. Um, this is called paid-in capital or capital that was uh, proceeds that were uh, from the sale of stock. So think about our, our debt and equity. Um, this is the other term that we, we used earlier was debt and equity uh, fi- you know, financing to build our business. The equity component of that was uh, we went to our friends and they gave us 100 bucks and we borrowed 100 bucks from the, the bank. That $100 is is also shareholders equity because that hundred dollars is it was used to finance the company and in return for um uh paying uh, uh you know you know we gave shares to our our friends uh and we got cash that you know got marked on the on the balance sheet as well as cash but it also got marked on the equity side yep. um there's another concept here that is important as part of the shareholders equity measurement and this is 
you know, this is something that I'm not even, I don't even use a whole lot, but it's, it's in every single annual report. Uh, and they usually have a, you know, balance sheet. They also have a shareholders equity section, mm-hmm. um, which is called retained earnings. So retained earnings are the accumulated earnings that a company has over the period of, you know, over, over its lifetime. So when you look at, at the end of the income statement, we have net income. If you take net income for every single year that the business has been operating, uh, you get what's called retained earnings. Now, the retained earnings that the business has um, could also include losses for certain years. So those could be negative for some time. But then the company also pays out dividends to its shareholders. And those dividend payments actually occur as... uh, cash disbursements that come directly to you as a shareholder. So if our stock, uh, our hot dog company had, you know, 10 shares and we paid out a dividend of a dollar every year, we would subtract that dividend from the retained earnings that we make. So 10 shares, we made 20 bucks. Um, so $20 is our net income. $10 is our uh, dividends. Our retained earnings would increase for fiscal year 2018 by $10. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, Plus, the proceeds from the sale of stock um, is, uh, is is also equal to equity, yeah. right? And so those concepts, when they, the term balance sheet actually is balancing the equity with the assets and liabilities. So assets minus liabilities all still equals equity. So assets minus liabilities also equals the proceed from the sale of stock plus retained earnings. So. Yeah. What what is interesting about this concept is that if you are the owner of a business, you want to measure how much did this business generate for you in terms of earnings, right? I mean, obviously, businesses exist for the pur- purposes of generating their owners a profit. Think about a company like uh, that's a startup like Uber, who has never generated a profit uh, and has an accumulated loss of $12 billion dollars. So if you were the owner of this business, it would, and this was all cash that you were using, you would have to earn $12 billion before just to break even at this point. And then on top of that, you'd have to earn any dollar over that is, is a positive retained earnings. So right now, and you know, this is definitely a possibility, companies can have negative equity. Uh, and that means that the assets uh, are smaller than their liabilities, and in their or their retained earnings are so negative that they don't have now there are other things that they use to rebalance you know the balance sheet in the shareholders equity statement but proceeds from the sale of stock and uh, retained earnings are you know how they do that and so the way that a company like uber would do it is they would say the proceeds from the sale of stock which they've had plenty of those are there to offset the retained earnings Retained losses. Yeah, yeah, retained losses in this case. So there is a flip side to that also, just to be, you know, to talk about the other case, is that if a company sells stock, they can increase their equity, but they can also buy back stock from from existing shareholders. So if we went, you know, Hot Dog Inc. said, you know, we have plenty of money, we're making cash because we're, you know, the best hot dog company in the world, um... We can also take the excess cash that we have and buy shares back from our investors. So think about it from the, I have a, a pie with 10 slices, I make $10, now I reduce the number of 
slices from 10 to 5, then everybody basically doubled their earnings without the company really changing any, you know, anything else. So it's it's really, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people on Wall Street and things like that talk say that this is financial engineering and all that stuff um, and it's not real and whatever. <clears throat> that is, should never enter your mind as an as an investor. The only things that should matter to you as an investor is the per, on a per share basis, how much are you making? Yeah. So if there's 100 shares and now they're 50, you know, bully for you, you made t- twice as much for doing nothing, you know, for um, now, could they have paid that as a dividend or something else? You know, th- those are uh, those are different discussions. But on a per share basis, you always want to make money, more money. So right. is that through growth or is that through decreasing the share count? It doesn't it shouldn't matter to you as an investor. Yeah. I want to summarize that part really quick. Sure. So equity, again, we talked about this this equation. Equity equals asset minus liability. This is what you actually own after you pay out all the yeah. all the what li- the shareholders own. All the shareholders own. Yeah. Right. And that is also equal to retained earnings plus paid in capital. Yep. So, ha- yep. Just keep that in mind as you move forward in your inve- in your investor journey. That you know, this is very important to understand, and also this equity idea. This is also book book value. This yep. is again, this is what you the shareholders actually own. Right. And so book value means this is actually what the shareholders actually own. And so Nihari talked about you know stock buybacks as a way to uh, as a way to increase the per share value of things. Um, you know, easy easy way to understand it is you know a slice of pie. You have a slice of pie. Instead of slicing the pie into uh, ten slices, you could slice it into nine slices. So one slice is more of the pie. Yep. So that's what stock stock buyback is is doing in in essence. And so <clears throat> a lot of times you'll see a lot of times you'll see book value per share like per share book value is a lot of times what companies will report a lot of the times investors will look at that and compare that to stock price yep and we talked about this earlier in the income statement as well earnings per share or revenue per share so sh- per share basically means you know get equity and divide it by number of shares to get one slice of pie because because it's easy it's easier comparison if you do per share everything, right? It's also it's also what you actually own as a shareholder. Yeah. So it's important to understand that too. <clears throat> and it also helps you compare that against the price, which is on a per share basis. Also, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, anything else you want to add here, Hari? Uh, n- no, I think that I mean that pretty much covers it. You know, yeah. uh, the balance sheet is you know, critically important to, you know, financial health, understanding the financial health. And, you know, I I think these terms, you know, every annual report, you will see these, these terms. So you can, you know, if you're trying to, to really get yourself, you know, familiar with this, the best thing to do is really just go and get an annual report and start looking at these, the financial statements, and you'll see all of these terms, uh, and hopefully, you know, you can re-listen to this podcast if you're not sure or look it up online uh, to just to kind of hammer home what they, they all mean. Yeah. Also, I, I want to point out one more thing. Um, as you were saying that, it just came to my mind. This asset, liability, and equity, they will come back when we talk about valuation metrics. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is very critical to understand. I'm sure if you've been listening to news or reading newspapers, people talk about return on asset or return on equity, return on book value, all these things. This is this is what they're talking about. This is return on asset, like we talked about in the balance sheet asset. Return on equity is the equity part. So we'll talk about that in more detail later down the uh, down the podcast. That happens to also be the most important metric in very very important. investing. So you know, just just be aware, or one of the most important. But, yeah. Uh, so when we ta- when we do talk about that, uh, you know, this is a good podcast to come back to just yeah. to understand. Uh, what does equity actually mean? Yeah, because uh, it will be very critically important to, you know, valuation and profitability. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the two most important concepts in mm-hmm. value investing. Yep. Okay, we'll talk about those uh, the valuation metrics later, but for now, let's close this uh, podcast out. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, that's this podcast was episode seventeen: balance sheet, liability, and equity. Um, if you like the episode, please do subscribe to our episode, our channel, and leave us a, leave us comments on uh, on YouTube or wherever it may be, or shoot us an email uh, at info at info at valueinvestor dot org, um, or find us on uh, on Twitter or Instagram. We're we're on there as well. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks.